Greg Keithley sitting in for Tom today. We have a bonus uh, uh, gubernatorial candidate, former senator, former Senate president, former Senate rules chair, and now gubernatorial candidate Charlie Huggins is going to join us for a couple of Senate, uh, couple of uh, uh, sections. Uh, good morning, uh, Senator Huggins. How are you today? Hey, hey, good morning, Brad. Yeah, Charlie Huggins here. Good to talk to you. Well, good, good to talk to you too, Senator. I haven't had a chance to talk to you since you announced for governor. Congratulations on uh, on stepping out and making the announcement and uh, and and putting yourself in the arena. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, it's it, for the short time that. I've been in the race. It's been exciting talking to people. And if I could, from, from that respect, uh, just tell you that the number one thing that I've detected and people are pretty blunt about is that they think that they have lost their voice, that they're not heard, uh, particularly when it comes to this administration. Yeah, that's uh, I've picked up on that. I, I spend some time, you know, on Facebook, Twitter, the, the social media things. It's what, it's what I use to publish uh uh, published thoughts I have, and and I and I see that a lot of people people who believe that they don't that they're not being heard by this administration. That there was a recent, uh, I guess the most recent thing is some poll that the administration says that seventy some odd percent of Alaskans favor the the LNG project and want to keep the LNG project going. I that's not the impression that I get from from. Uh, well, from yeah, I, I mean, I've I've yet to talk to someone in the, the groups of people that. That I've had discussions with that even think there's going to be a pipeline. Uh, so why, why would you be supporting it? I mean, I, I mean, people. I mean, when you you mentioned something like uh, automatic pay raises, you talk about travel freeze, you talk about hiring freeze, you talk about climate czar, and people are angry about those kinds of things because that is money that's being spent because they're in a travel freeze, they're in a hiring freeze, and it's money being spent and with the right hand and the left hand re- reaching into people's pockets. Yeah, I there was a. I, I'm I'm sure you read it, or and I'm sure you 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 may even have seen it. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Malott gave a, a speech to AFN this past weekend, and then wrote a piece based on that speech that appeared in the Alaska Dispatch News and Fairbanks and and the new and uh, the Juno Empire that said you know that, that said the the problem with government right now. Is that the recession has been the problem with the Alaska economy? The recession has been caused by lack of government spending, by cuts in government spending, and that this and that the solution is we need to stabilize government spending. We need to go out and we need to get new revenues uh, in order to uh, in order to stabilize government spending. That is not, you know, from you, from from you, people from people I hang out with. That's not well, what I'm hearing. You are exactly right, but that's what they believe is happening because they have lost faith in, the, in, faith in their government. Um, you know, and, and you know, to, to be quite frank, when you when you look at it, <clears throat> Alaska has a very powerful uh, gubernatorial slash administration, uh, the way it's set up, foundation, and the, the legislature is, is complementary to that. But you know, other than the budget, probably it's it's a, it's a little more challenging for the legislature <clears throat> but there therein lies um I, I heard you earlier talking about the senate not cutting the budget you know cutting the budget in if the governor is not in concert is a tough one to do uh it's not undoable but but certainly uh, the average alaskan the, the ones that i've talked to says look you you have to look at the size of the government before you come and talk to me about taking some of my money. 
Yeah. And and if if I could for a second, I the permanent fund is a grand example, uh, which I think you and I probably are pretty well in concert um, in in supporting. I, I I go one step further and say that at a minimum there should be an advisory vote by the people, but the people should be included in that process because I think the average Alaskan was fully confident that the legislature and or the governor would never touch the permanent fund and has now happened two years running the governor veto vetoing a segment of it and then of course the legislature having voted uh this last session and people are angry about that and so i i say that uh i haven't heard you say this but i say that institutionalizing the the dividend piece <coughs> in the constitution at this point in time people are very supportive of yeah, I, that that that's the sense I have also. But again, you find you find the governor and the lieutenant governor, and and frankly, uh, 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 senator, uh, some of your former Senate colleagues who 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 are who are seem hell bent on on doing something different in that regard. During your last session, uh, the Senate passed. Uh, uh, you didn't vote for it, but the, but during your last session, the Senate passed. Uh, a permanent PFD reduction. There wasn't anything in there about going to the people. There wasn't anything in there about about asking the question. There wasn't anything in there about an advisory vote. The Senate voted for SB 26, which would would have resulted in a permanent reduction um, uh, in the PFD going forward. So it's it's not just the governor. It's not just the governor that's pushing this. It is it, it's showing up even among your yeah. colleagues. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right about that. But if I'm the governor, you won't have that challenge. Because? because because I am supportive of protecting the permanent fund and the permanent fund dividend. And I, I've told, I, I go one step further. The money that we have taken from the people, their portion of the normal PFD and having cut it roughly in half, that once we're back on our feet financially, that we start repaying the people. All right. So, so to accomplish that, accomplish that, there are going to have to be additional reductions in spending levels, in government spending levels. And yeah. I, and I, have, uh, I followed your, your platform. You've got it on uh, just a little plug here. There's a Facebook page, Charlie Huggins for Governor of Alaska 2018, and you've, you've got your platform posted on there. And, and you talk about um, uh, those budget reductions. Uh, how how to, to achieve these objectives on the PFD, which I fully agree with, uh, we're going to have to have budget reductions. So talk a little bit about the process and talk a little bit about where you see being able to make those budget reductions. Well, it, number one, it's a process and it's a spirit, okay? And that begins with the governor in concert with the legislature. So, I, I mean, I, I firmly believe that, uh, you know, having been in the legislature, uh, that the ability to work with the House and the Senate uh, you know, have some capabilities there that maybe is not present today, number one. Number two, I've, I've had people say, well, tell me the line item that you would cut. And I said, you know, that is absolutely the wrong place to start the conversation. It's about what your priorities are, what your objectives are, and then how you efficiently tailor how we've been doing business to how we're going to do business with <coughs> with an umbrella umbrella of affordability on top of that. <coughs> uh, so so reorganization is a key piece based on the priorities that that uh, that we essentially agree upon. 
What, one, one, okay, so so I think that I think that's fairly simple. It's not easy. It's fairly simple, and then you and that's a, a duration of years. And in, in addition to that, uh, <clears throat> this one is is difficult, but I think it's a an important mark on the wall that we have <clears throat> a spending cap. So that the in the most important part of the spending cap is that the average Alaskan knows what that is, and they can call up or text or grab Charlie Huggins by the shirt sleeve and say, hey, look, Governor, it looks like you now are fixing to exceed this this pay cap that we have talked about and we've agreed upon, and, and they can remind all of us, and to include their House of Representatives or, their, or the senators. I recall, and, I recall Charlie, when, when you became Senate President in 2013, that, that you talked about a spending cap and you talked about ratcheted reductions to get us back down to sustainable levels. Uh, and I was, a, I was a big fan of that. But somewhere along the way, the Senate lost its way in accomplishing that and, and in last session cut the PFD instead of cutting spending further. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, and, 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 and we're, we're, we're up against the break, so we're going to need to go to the break. And then, but when we come back, the question I'm going to have is how are you going to do it different? Senate lost its way. How do we get back? to the way that you had outlined at 2013 and uh, and get it accomplished. Brad Keithley sitting in for Tom Anderson. We're in the midst of a conversation with Senator Charlie Huggins, candidate for Governor Charlie Huggins. When we come back after the break, we'll pick that up with that question, and then we'll talk a little bit about SB91 as well. Brad Keithley for Tom Anderson. Uh, and then he'll be back with us on uh, on Monday. On the line uh, in the last segment and continuing on to this, we have former senator, former Senate president, uh, Charlie Huggins, now candidate for governor. Uh, and we were in the midst of talking about uh, budget issues. No surprise for people that know me. Um, but, Senator, the question I'd put to you is this. In, you, you became Senate president in 2013, the year after the end of the bipartisan Senate majority. Um, uh, governor Parnell, you had a Republican governor in office who had signed uh, what was then the largest budget in Alaska's history. Um, you, as Senate president, pledged to bring that down, uh, and you started on the process of bringing spending down, getting it back down to sustainable levels, something that the Senate Republicans in that year uh, had pledged to do. Uh, and somewhere along the way, um, uh, we've lost our way. The Senate Republicans this past year, instead of cutting spending further, uh, voted to cut the PFD for the second year in a row, voted to cut the PFD permanently. Uh, that bill, the bill to cut it permanently, didn't get accomplished, but uh, they did vote last this last session, this past session, regular session, to cut the PFD uh, at least on an annual basis. So somewhere along the way, it, it, the, they lost, we lost our way between your presidency in 2013 and where we are now. How do we get back to, to your plan of multi-year step-downs to get down to a sustainable level? Yeah, so, Brad, thank you for that question. Uh, number one, uh, as has been cited earlier, the fiscal policy for the state right now is very simply new revenue. That's, that, is, that is bad, bad, bad. And, uh, and the first step in that process is to cut the PFD, which has the largest adverse impact, which has been cited, by far the worst impact economically by multiple studies to include ICER. So we, we know what won't work, and that has to be reversed. So let me, let, me just, let me just say to you that 
we do know what works, and it's, it's the volume of oil that goes through the pipeline as far as additional revenue, and we have the discoveries. We just have to do the, the development and, and, and finally the production. <clears throat> now, having said that, there's a couple things that I think is important for us as Alaskans to think about, to talk about, and then hopefully do, and that is a biannual budget for at least uh, multiple years here in the beginning. So on December the 15th, the, the governor rolls out the budget and is a pre-brief normally to select members in the Senate, if not all the Senate or the House, so that it's not a total surprise. <clears throat> but that's just a, maybe a couple of days prior to the release. What, what I would say is, uh, number one, that in putting that budget together, for some place between a two and five year period at a minimum, uh, that that is done in concert in coordination with the legislature. Uh, it doesn't have to be approved by the legislature, but it but it is one of those that's a working product. <clears throat> that when the legislature comes into session in January, you know exactly what's in the budget, and you have know where there's areas that maybe there's not an agreement, um, others that there are agreements. But kickoff. But here's the important part. Doing a biannual budget, let's just say in even years when you go to Juneau or wherever, you only do the budget. Mm. Mm. You only do the budget. Mm. And you really roll your sleeves up and you only do the budget. Uh, And you do it for two years. And so that's... I'm I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, the present system uh, where you have the subcommittees and what have you is, is a system that works, but it's not comprehensive enough to do a rejuvenation of the, the amount of money we spend per capita, which is extraordinary in the state of Alaska. And, and, and then the, the reorganization that will be required to gain the efficiencies uh, <coughs> and affordability to match the revenue. It's hugely important, and particularly uh, if you use uh, my vision, I think you and I share the vision that the full PFD is part of that. And in addition to that, my, my position is we start paying people's, when we're back on our feet revenue-wise, we start paying people's uh, dividend back to them that we took them took from in over a couple of years. So so your so your vision for, for getting spending under control is is – to set to set the spending cap, set a spending cap, something something <laughs> that, that that really you sort of talked about in 2013, um, and then to to use a process to over over you say a multi year step down. I'd be interested if you have in mind how many years that takes, but but to ratchet it down through these through these biennial budget process. Correct. Do, do you have in mind how many years? I mean, it says your platform says a multi year step down method. Do you, do you have in mind how many years that that? Yeah. Well, I would. The, the, the challenge you have is the first year uh, that that I will be the governor. The, the budget is released on December the fifteenth, so you you, you, you kind of lose that year in the biannual process. But uh, so, but I, I my my goal, I think Alaskan will support this, is something three years or less. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that 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 was. I think that's what you articulated in 2013. But as I say, we lost our way somewhere along the way. Yep. So, yep. Get, yep. getting that back. All right, we have a couple of minutes left. I know you want to talk about SB 91. That's number one on your 
on your priority list. So so tell us tell us what you want to say about SB ninety one. Well, I mean that is, that is a starting point with Alaskans and them having a voice. Uh, people number one are frightened. Uh, I, I just went to concealed carry class the other day. My wife went. And as we were getting our fingerprints and our pictures made, you don't have to have a concealed carry permit here, but we wanted to go through that part of it. <clears throat> as we were getting our fingerprints and our pictures made, this lady says, golly, there must be a concealed carry class next time because lots of people come in here. And she says they, 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 they're sort of worried about what's going on. They're worried about the crime. And, uh, and then when I was in the concealed carry, it, it was particularly if you were going to Anchorage, uh, you know, people tell their kids or their wife or whomever's going, don't go here, here, or here because. And then when you, if you're driving in and you listen to the radio, you're listening to what happened last night or the day prior, before somebody got shot, got robbed, sold their car, whatever it is, just, the crime is, is run away. So uh, I, I think it's very simple. There was, there, some people did some hard work on Senate Bill 91. Uh, and it, it's not the root of all the evil, but if it has 91 in it, it has a problem because people don't have confidence. So Sen- it's a target. Senator, we're going to so- have we're going to have to leave it there. I know you. I know you've advocated the repeal of SB 91. Thank you for joining us today. For those who, who have questions, Charlie Huggins for Governor of Alaska 2018 on Facebook. He has his platform there, and and you can make comments and engage in conversation. Uh, I know for a fact with uh, with Charlie uh, uh, through that process. So, Senator, thank you for joining us. I very much appreciate it. Okay, thank you, Brad. All right, Brad Keithley sitting in for Tom Anderson. When we come back, we should have Craig Medrid on the line, and we're going to talk about the Iditarod.